I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. All smiles in the studio tonight. I'm not going to create Clark when I say that. You never in hardly out. Well, you were in last week when I was in. He's always in now. Yeah, I, it's usually after a win as well. Because uh, you're always coming in more now. You're never in for wins, and now too. No, no, after every every derby and uh, after Palace. That's true. And after I've been in after pretty much all of them, I think. Oh, no, I'm not sure if I'm happy with this because yeah. we'll go have to go back. To if the we, we're going to get all the superstitions, yeah. it might mean he needs to come in more often yeah. and. Well. I'm not, sure the, I'm, not the sure the, I'm not sure the listeners yeah. want that, if I'm being honest. I don't know, I think they do. Like, do they? Yeah. Like Give the people what they want. Whenever Craig's on, it's always like, mm, Craig's on, that'll be good. <laughs> is it? Yeah, can't yeah. can't say I've noticed I'll that, I'll honest. <laughs> can't even notice. Well, we have a Wiseman say debut being made tonight as well from Premier League Productions. Rob Scallon joins us. Glad you could come, Rob. Pleased to be here. Thanks very much. No problem. Uh, I know you were going to come in a few times before. Something normally breaks on the... On the yeah. day Rob comes in, and when, so when I asked him, when we confirmed on Saturday after the game, I said, "Just okay for Monday." And he says, "Well, as long as McLaren doesn't get sacked on Monday, <laughs> I should be fine." <laughs> That's around the corner. That one. No, we're not talking <laughs> about Newcastle. We'll, we'll get a Sunderland. I mean, <clears throat> how simplistic is it to say, Craig, that when Alanis got the job, I said he he bring us back to back wins. Now that might sound really basic and simplistic and not based on anything, but that's the kind of manager he is, isn't he? He finds a way to win game win games and back to back wins. It makes all the difference. Aye, well, it's a, a much better position we've been in than for as long as I can remember, actually. Obviously, we stayed up back in the last season, but since then, you couldn't have predicted two wins off the bounce, could you? And just nice, At steady point. wins as well. Yeah. Not when it's like back to the wall, end of the season, no, well, it's all that, that make this like monumental effort to get some wins. The most pleasing thing is there were professional wins, no goals conceded. Suddenly, this back three, back five, whatever you want to call it, looks like a legitimate... Gareth will be buzzing Wait, about that, and I've, He's been got, pushing it for I've, years. Got it, I've, I've been thinking about it a lot more, obviously, since we've been playing it. And, you know, we're just talking off air about, like, Defoe, say if he wasn't fit, you suddenly look and think, actually, we've got quite a lot of options yeah. in that position. And you can tweak it slightly and it gives you, and it gives you other options in that, in that area. And it's the kind of options you wouldn't get with a four four two. And I think, as I've said, getting those two strikers, Defoe and Fletcher, up front together is, is like, the priority. It just shows, Rob, doesn't it, how quickly things can change? Because it was only a couple of weeks ago, people uh, would look at Sunderland, they would look at Newcastle, look at Aston Villa, and they would say, here's some sides with some decent players, but they don't really have a settled system, they don't really know what they are, they don't have an identity. Suddenly, we have this formation that's working, we have all these players in place, and as Craig's just said, you look at our bench, and we'll have people like Watmore, Johnson, Lentz, who can come off the bench, we suddenly look half decent all of a sudden. When you talk about how quickly it's changed, they had 18 shots on target. 18 shots, sorry, five on target. I've, I've overplayed that a little bit. Co- how many corners? <laughs> but, we all know. We all but, eight, know but 18 the, shots, you know, the, the, he's yeah. given them that confidence to have a go. You know, he was pleased, Sam Allardyce, wasn't he, by the fact that the free kick was kind of impromptu. He mm. hadn't told them to play it short, but they did. They read the game well. They saw that Stoke had backed off and switched off a little bit. So that was very impressive. And 
he's playing to the, the team's strengths. So you've got two quick fullbacks in Yedlin. Obviously, Jones is athletic and get up and down. And Van Arnholt, for all his defensive frailties, is very good going forward. If he gets those two working, which he has done, then it's a good system, isn't it? I mean, he's playing playing to their strengths. Abacat couldn't get a tune out of them, but uh, he certainly is with this formation. Playing the strengths, let that go. Because the thing is now, we, we when Abacat was here, we were thinking... As I said, just just to rob there, we had all these decent individual players and where to fit them in. Suddenly now, even if we go and lose our next two games, the template's still there. You've seen that it works, so you can just change players around perhaps, but you, you can't say this being changed anytime soon now. Yeah, I think, you know, Advocate when he left said some things that, you know, made, you know about the squad, you know, saying that they're not good enough to stay up and all this. And, you know, I think we said at the time, I don't believe that's true. I think there is quality there. It's just you've got to set up in a way that's going to get the best out of people. And he, he was playing systems that were exposing certain players in certain areas and making them look worse than they probably are. I mean, you've got to give players a helping hand sometimes. And I know everyone, well, not everyone, to be fair, quite a lot of people like to see, you know, when, when you're struggling, you go back to the four four two for pragmatism because it's a game that everybody understands and then you go from there and even Poyet did that when he came in and you know went went four four two in the derby didn't he and got the result. Um but you know I, I mean I really like the three five two I think it's a an underused formation um in, in, in English football. Um and there's there's the attacking talent people often have in in the squad and, and it doesn't get used. I mean three five two is the perfect formation to let your attack. You've got you can have three attacking players on the pitch, in a central area, and essentially you've got two wide as well because you've got your wing backs. Um, and you can have five going forward at once, and then you've got enough. You've got five behind you, people who can drop in and cover. Um, so I think like it's a perfect system that gives you the de- defensive solidity, where people can you know it gives gives your attacking players the freedom to express themselves, and it gives them that freedom to to attack and you've got that security behind you. I think it was pleasing as well though that <clears throat> he wasn't afraid to change it. So you're against 10 oh, men. That was a great substitution. Exactly. Men's on. And, and he, he, he takes Roshay off as well which yeah. might have seemed surprising but actually mm. he's the central of the three of the three, so it makes perfect sense. The other two have been playing as he had a bit kind of a, of a pair almost. We did, oh, well, that, okay. we did sort Fair of immediately enough. question that didn't we? We were saying yeah. like initially yeah. when, when O'Shea was walking off we were saying is that the one you would want to take out of those? Well, out of you, those three? I thought that I thought you know you'd, you'd prefer to keep Kabul and O'Shea together, yeah. but because he's in the central position, actually the other two are possibly in sort of more of a rhythm to play as as a pairing. Maybe it was just an injury. He Either was way, clutching his shoulder as okay, he came yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Quentin's had a like I'm not his biggest fan, but he had a good game. Like last few games, he's been pretty good, and you can say <laughs> that about. Well, his, if, he's got, if, if that, that, that header he had, he, yeah. he created really that, didn't that, he? Yeah, it was like a defensive really midfielder yeah, where yeah. he got back and won that ball back. What, a, what a cross by Lens for that mm. header. It was ridiculous how he mm. dug that one out. Um, but he, played, thought, he played the formation, didn't he, at Everton? And obviously because of the scoreline, everyone assumed yeah. that he would scrap it after that. But he was saying, and quite rightly, I mean, I watched. I actually only watched the second half, but I remember saying to my wife, I said, they, they look good here, and this is, this is impressive, you know, attacking-wise, certainly. And it was only obviously that period where they went a bit gung ho and everything mm. sort of fell apart, and they had to play Wes Brown, didn't they? Who was obviously Billy very Jones rusty. And, yeah, and so Adam Johnson playing midfield rather than somebody like Larson who was going to do all yeah. the hard work off the ball. But you bring O'Shea back into that, 
and he talks everyone through it. Kabul suddenly yeah. looks yeah. a serious player all of a mm. sudden. But yeah, and because we, we, we've questioned, haven't we, the, the, the centre-half partnerships and said oh, well, it's important all share players with one of those, but the three of them together, they, they, you, you, look, they look like they've been playing together for years almost. It's, Kabul's it's, such a good footballer as well. Like, he can play football, be big, physical, strong. All right, he's probably got a Vic in him. We've seen it a couple we of times. We always had his back on your mind. Yeah. No, we've got to say, I've, yeah. I've, we've I was defending back. him after the Leicester game in the, yeah. in the paper, in the Echo, and I was getting a bit of stick for it. And I actually didn't think he was that bad in that game. No. Um, and it was a Bournemouth one, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I even, actually missed even, that game altogether. Even the thankfully. Bournemouth game, you know, he had, yeah, the, he, his, his errors were the errors that cost Sunderland the game in, in many respects, even though the rest of the team didn't bother turning up and they mm. scored the second was a screamer but yeah. his general defensive play was okay but then when he got he kept on making that same mistake getting too tight there um what do you call him Wilson, Wilson. Um, and and that that was the, that was his downfall that day and that's not excusable you can't say well he was all right apart from all the mistakes that cost <laughs> the game but he's not he's not somebody he's not like looks like you know an Ali Dai or something who's like come on he managed to blag himself a game at top level and being substituted well, off after 10 minutes after coming on he was playing for Tottenham for so long he was like, a captain at Tottenham yeah. and he's been at Portsmouth when they were a good side hasn't he he also didn't have a pre-season because they no. made him train with the kids so he was starting from not even square one mm. really when he came here and he's he's a big lad and sometimes the, the sort of big ones towards at the start of the season yeah. it sounds yeah. basic but actually the less sort of flair players, it takes them a little while to get motoring and I think you'll find during the winter, I think those players will sort of come into their own a little bit. And He's had his injuries as well, hasn't he? He's had his injuries as well over the years, so that's, but he's still, you know, for a centre-half, he's still not like angel, is he? 29, 29, He's a good character as well, I mean, he's, you know, he's mature, he's a good talker, I think he'd be a good influence in the dressing room, he's a nice guy, I think he commands a lot of respect, I think he's a he's a good addition. Well, he's, you know, a captain of a top team, like Tottenham, I think you'd, you'd do command risk if, if somebody makes you the top, captain of Tottenham, then didn't it? Well, you know, did, you do command have respect. someone on from Spurs saying he was like elected by his peers yes. as, as captain? Yes. That says a lot about his character, yeah. isn't it? He's well liked. Um, yeah, I mean, when know. when he, when he signed to four, was very complimentary about his character, wasn't he? And that, I think that's something that Sunderland could be accused of over the last few years in the relegation battles. Yes, we got out of it in the end, but I think you could accuse some of the players of having a. A lack of character oh, for, for long spells of the season, and in when fact, they, when the going gets tough, you need people who are going to like stand up. And he, he's not hid; he's not, you know, despite being slaughtered on national television, keep going on about that, you know, like a few of them. I mean, so pleased with Van Antel getting that goal because he, I thought he was excellent, and he had a really good game. I mean, defensively, defensively actually, yeah. that's mm. the thing. It's like people say, well, the wing back's his ideal position because it means he can go forward. He's still got to defend as a wing back, and last couple of games he's defended very well as a wing back, so. You know, I, I believe, and he, he went into the back four towards the end of that game, and the game got a bit. I mean, we were saying, weren't we? Got stressed. We got a bit high. We were like, getting we, high. We were, getting we high. were worried we were going to get yeah. caught on the counter. One quick counter attack. There was a couple of times we were, like, on the verge of getting behind, especially yeah. with Juf on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. He's a quick lad. Yeah, um, um, but the, I mean, but I mean, what, what you say there about Van Allen, I think you're right. You have got to do the defensive side, but I think what this system does allow him to do when he goes forward is nobody looks uncomfortable like they're covering for somebody else like when we've played this system before like at Everton recently there was always, there was always somebody there thinking well I've got to cover Yedlin or I've got to cover Van Arnold each and every player looks comfortable within the role and that whatever formation you're playing that, that's the most important thing I guess playing the Premier League yeah 
Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, I think well, absolutely. And and if you've got a manager who's absolutely adamant that he can keep you up and he, he'll give you a, a plan, he's obviously given this presentation now to the players, hasn't he? And this is how we stay up. This is how we get, actually get towards the top ten. This is how many goals defenders need to score. This is how many corners we need to score from. To the nth degree, he's actually mapped it out. This is how it how it works, and it's worked at his previous clubs. So if you've got a manager who's mapped it out for you like that. And he's got a track record of producing stability, and you know he's got a good background, you know, a good coaching background, and what have you. Then I think that just gives everyone huge amount of confidence. That's what I said. Like eighteen shots. That's mm. that's the most all season. I think we'd had. Didn't they've, they've, they've we have eighteen at Everton or something, though, didn't they? Oh, no, yeah. that was the highest amount this season for some. Was it? So maybe well, we had a fair few. I think we had seventeen. Yeah. I think it was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. And but it's, but it's know, interesting he, that it's under this kind of defensive manager, yeah. so to speak. But it's. It's but, not like that. But like the Defoe chance where he zipped it just wide at the mm. weekend, you know, that came from a nice yeah. intricate bit of passing. Mm. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's obviously a myth, the whole style of play thing <laughs> under Advocat, but the, there were some real passages We tried to play for a midfield, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't it's say, it's I wouldn't say that we... It's not just a hoof all the time. No, it's, a hoof no. when it, it's a hoof when it needs to be a hoof. So if they're under pressure, just get it out there. To be honest, I'm perfectly happy yeah. with that. So this whole thing about I think Sunderland fans in general are this whole thing about the way it, they're educated they'll be happy with that I think. Defe- like, people have been negative yeah. about defending properly it's ridiculous like why do people hate it when teams <laughs> defend properly why Why do you not want your team not to concede any goals <laughs> just my head in it's, it's this weird but they don't when you, they're different it's what you've said before and I, I wrote about it in, in the paper the other day was that um, the winning changes things yeah. no one's talking Suddenly, you look at the defeats, the Southampton defeat 1 0, you look at the West Brom defeat 1 0, and you might have looked at them through sort of negative specs. Now you're looking at them and thinking, mm. actually, we weren't that bad. We were in the game. Southampton are a really good side, mm. and it was a silly mistake that cost us that game. And the Everton one was a bit of an aberration because, other than that, we've either not conceded or conceded one. Mm. And I think, you know, yeah, now you can start taking games in isolation, which you've talked before, uh, Gareth, I think. Well, going to Arsenal, you go and say, it's not like we've got a point out of the last two games, which, you know, could have happened. I mean, Stoke, Stoke's record recently has been very mm. good. Palace are a good side. I know Jim, when he came on, said their home form's been a little bit iffy, but... Well, they showed what they can do on the weekend, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, well, they're, a, they're a good team. They're in the top ten. Um, Stoke heading towards that top. I think them. I don't know if Stoke are in the top ten. They might be, um, but they're, they're in that top top twelve. Maybe you should know. You've probably got the Premier League team like in <laughs> yeah, the brain ingrained in my brain. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, but I mean, but, you think Balassi, Zaha, yeah. Punchin, Arnautovic, Shakiri, uh, Bojan, and there's two clean sheets and that is serious attacking threat yeah. and they've kept them out and yeah. that's that's a fantastic and look comfortable achievement. doing it as well haven't they it's yeah. not just being yeah. a backs to the wall thing no. they've Organized. just defended the space well I was saying like after I was trying to think when have I last gone to a game at the stadium and thought oh that was easy, wasn't it? Like relax, like probably it was a bit stalk like, last season. I stalk every season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like it, they always give us no, their like, points. <laughs> you know, sometimes like when we got wins, and afterwards you're like, oh, it's like oh, a routine. It's a routine Premier League. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, and it, it was, was just like a home one as yes. well. And it? it was. It was just like well, yeah, that's, it, and that's what being a football yeah. fan's about. I've said yeah. it before. You want to turn up against these mid-table sides and just think we'll play all right today and we'll win, and that's all. Football fans, you go home happy, or you go to the pub or wherever you go, and you just. 
I thought like they were all, you like, watch an, Match of the Day and all yeah, the parties. Actually, looking forward to watching. Yeah, and all the parties. Still last on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last we've not yeah. been last on all season. Yeah. I don't think because we've usually been getting smashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the um, <laughs> that you know all areas of the pitch that the, the work in were, were functioning properly. The midfield worked properly. You know the foot, the the wing backs, you know, did their job properly. Um, the back three were organised. We were seeing like how Fletcher and Defoe look really good together like the yeah, movement and the, the look but it's a shame it looks like Defoe's probably if you've got a hamstring you'd think he'd be no, out for a couple not. of weeks but then you see yeah exactly that's it suddenly now you look at the bench because I just mentioned substitutes before what, what and I, mean? I didn't even mention Barini and exactly. we, we, we went on we talked more about Barini when he played for Liverpool than we do when he plays for Sunderland because he's not getting a game I know he's been injured well, it would have been the safe option to bring him on, mm. wouldn't it? Because it was first half substitution at the weekend. Barini's obviously a Premier League player. He's proved it over the years. And I think it would have been fairly conservative, but I think it would have been a safe option to bring him on because you know what you're going to get from him. Whereas actually it's a slight risk, isn't it, bringing Watmore on because there are elements of his game that are still a bit mm. raw. He can't hold the ball up as well. You know, you can see the defenders he like doesn't Shawcross. doesn't the ball up when he comes <laughs> no, short exactly. and goes at people. But Shawcross and Volshire were giving him a hard time at, at times, you know, physically. And, it, you know, there's still bits of his game that are iron, being ironed out. But actually it was such a... But yeah, it was a proactive yeah. sub, wasn't it? And he was fantastic. And, I mean, I could talk about Watmore for ages. I think he's just brilliant in all sides of it, not just... You know what he gives you on the pitch, but actually off the pitch, in terms of a role model for like youngsters and just anyone who grows up supporting Sunderland and stuff, is just fantastic. The fact he's, you know, he's, he plays like a fifteen-year-old fan would, wouldn't he? He's a really you know, he's just direct. I, think, like, I know it's like early days and shouldn't get carried away, but I think he's like the re- he's a real deal. Like, like he is, ju- he's going to be he is going to be. Well, a we, top, well, we, like well, we, we've spoken a lot before, Graf, more, haven't we? About, about it's lot, like the thing is, it's the way when he carries a ball and runs with it. And you saw it like right from the very start when he's on run. Yeah, he was really raw, but he, the way he rides challenges oh. and it's 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 lots of lots. It's like um, Michael Owen. Like when, when Michael Owen scored that goal against Argentina in the World Cup, and he's got you know people who are twelve years his senior trying to mince him, and he just rides it. Look at Shaw, Shawcross should have been booked in that first half, and mm. and any other player would have gone down. He stayed on his feet and got past him. That's a that's a rare that's a rare skill. Like he's he low centre of gravity. Not, he's a powerful just, runner. It's not it's not just a natural speed and everything as yeah. well. Because me me it's and you, thing, it's na- natural. Yeah, yeah. he's natural. But, but me and you have also spoke before in this show, haven't we, about the modern footballer? And I think Craig Gardner was the example we used. How how they don't think about the game enough and they leave everything to the agent because they don't think about the club they're signing for. The agent might just say, right, we've got a good deal for you. We use Craig Gardner as the example by saying. He played for Birmingham, advanced in a three-man midfield, scored all the goals. He came to Sunderland. We played four-four-two. He couldn't get a game, and at first, even when he and then when he did play, it didn't suit him. Stepped, and we're saying, so when when do these players start to look at this now? When Watmore speaks about football, he sits on the bench and he says, "I'm watching for where to make my runs. I'm he watching goes, where." He does the whole visualization yeah, thing exactly. before the game. Which is so, the pitch, it's, it's not just a natural talent. It's this as well. If he's going on and he's actually consciously thinking about where he's going to position himself as well. When you've got pace yeah. like that. I mean, unless he's unless he, I mean he, his injury records is pretty good in terms of his. I don't, I can't recall him. I know he broke his leg, didn't he? I think he had a broken leg for a, for a couple of months. Um, I don't think he's had any muscular injuries when he's been at something like hamstring problems that have kept him out that I can recall because um, he seems to have played pretty consistently for the for the um, the youth sides and the the under twenty ones and and whatnot when he's been here, but. 
I don't know. It's just you. You know when you when this usually it's usually a different team, and they'll <laughs> come and they'll bring a what more on, and it doesn't happen very often. And you're going, wow, like. They've like I bet your Stoke, yeah. Stoke fans will have been sitting up there when he put that second goal in the back of the net. We're going, yeah. Like but people they, are they have gone away, gone now. like he's a he's a proper player. I mean, coming on for the, like he's not played much first team football at any level really, no. and he comes on in that England under twenty one game. In in he's in he's you know he's a, he's he's a fixture in that team now. I mean, I still don't think he's a starter yet. Just based on I agree that there was minute. long periods. Not not long periods, that's a bit unfair, but he drifted out of the game for quite a bit of a spell. He looks almost a bit tired yeah. in the second half. Because he's running all the time, yeah. isn't he? He's yeah. constantly looking, and that'll come a time where he'll conserve his energy and use his yeah. runs well, get, when he needs to. But that, I'm not criticising Game him. intelligence for a, for a 21-year-old lad. to like. What, no. was, what were you saying <laughs> half-time? What do you do in that, in that first, in the second half, straight away? Isolate short cross. That's all he has to do. Just isolate short cross, first thing he does. Late run off the back of Shawcross. Shawcross doesn't see him. Clatter. And that pace is frightening because people like Shawcross. Can't handle he's it. a good defender, no. but if he's one on one with him, that is. No. Well, he saw any Premier League defender. No. That's if he's one, if he's one on one, and he's got, he hasn't, he doesn't just knock in run. He's he's got a drop of the shoulder. He's got like a oh, shift yeah. in there, you know. It's... And it's great for the other players as well, isn't it? Somebody like Lens and John and and, and Barini in particular, you're thinking, hold on a minute. Like I, I, you know, when I, when I started the season here, I didn't see him as a threat. Now mm. he's he's sort of the one who who's getting t- turned to first. Mm. Bit cliched, but it can only be good, can't it? When you have these players competing with each other, mm. it's all just been saying, isn't it, about mm. the options available? Um, you can, you, you can play any some... of these through the middle. You could play mm. Lens as yeah. a centre forward if you want. You could play Barini through there. You know that might be his chance to play as a, as a striker now. But like you say, they've got to get ahead of of Watmore. It's going to be Defoe probably and Fletcher because it is a partnership that does look like yeah. something to me. Yeah. And that would be my first. You know, like you talk about spine of a team. That's that's an integral part of it now. But the first substitute, if you're looking to you know change a game, is going to be Watmore. I mean, there's there's an argument now to say if if Defoe is out and and Larson's probably injured, then you could probably go to like two in behind one. So. Maybe not at Arsenal. No, maybe not at Arsenal. No, but if you want to, if you want to, if you if Defoe's out and you want to have those attacking players buzzing round, you could put one more Lens in behind. You could put one mm. more Barini in behind. Or any of those three, Johnson, four even can go in behind off off Fletcher. Great options. I mean, Lens I thought was excellent when he came on. Actually, I he drives he was... people like Lens on because yeah. if if Lens was yeah, criticised a little bit, wasn't the early part of the season for you know perceived. Not laziness, but maybe. I think he was lazy. <laughs> well, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> you have. Um, so um, you know, it drives them on. You know, it put your nose out of joint a little bit if this sort of young exactly, upstart yeah. comes into the team and suddenly the manager's. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Picking him ahead of you and you're a Dutch international yeah, or, exactly. you know, Barini. You know, you think you've, you're worth all this money. But they're they're pushing through a lad who's you know been playing for Altrincham a couple of years. That's ago. an interesting point. Worth all this money. So consider what we've paid for Lens and what we've what we've paid for Barini. Now, there's some irony in this. I think that we've gone back to the manager rather than the head coach, director of football thing. Because what the director of football and head coach thing is supposed to do, isn't it, is put a settled system in place, mm. and you know what kind of player comes into the side. And the head coach can just slot them in, whichever head coach it is. Now, we saw anything but that. <laughs> Signing players like Rodwell and Barini and Lenz. And we've been discussing we don't know where to play these players. Now, Sam's found this system that's working. You think he's going to stick with it. Now, when he wants to go and get 10 million quid off Ellis shot, you're going to know what position you want to strengthen and what kind of player you need. And we haven't been in that situation for a while. Well, and if he wants to change from what he is playing, maybe he sees this as a stopgap. And that's fine as well, isn't it? Because it means he can bring in another player that fits into whatever it is that he's got. Mm. But he's not rigid because he went with that diamond at West Ham. He's, he's played a variety of systems over the years. He, I mean, I think his transfer record, we'll see. He has made dubious it's signings. Ups and downs, isn't yeah, it? I mean, someone like Matt Jarvis sort of springs to mind. And you look at someone like Downen, though, who he brought in and, and wasn't great at first, but he found a position for him and. I think you're sort of seeing that now, aren't you? He's finding positions for players and, and working it out. And we've not. And he hasn't brought Nolan in yet. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the irony. <laughs> Thankfully. The, the irony, I guess, is that a lot of people, even though we definitely need to strengthen defensively, I think two months ago or six weeks ago, I think a lot of people would be saying, Where, where's the key position to strengthen? In January, I think every, a lot of people would have said, We need a centre forward if you're going to play one up front. And we've got all these forward options, and we would have been looking to buy another one. Mm. Changing the system and putting two up front means all of these options. Yeah, we've got, yeah. We've got are too available. Many. We've got yeah. so many. You're not options. looking at a centre forward now, are you? If, no. you? if you've got two on the pitch, no. yeah, that's a good point. Well, I asked Allardyce last night. He was at the Northeast Sports Writers Awards, and I said to him, "Are you? You've, you've said about the strength of your your front four or five or however many. You know, are you still looking to strengthen that area in January?" And he, he was. He's obviously cautious. He's not going to give mm. too much away. I think he'll still look. I think if there's someone out there that he fancies, but so like, an exclusive from Rob that he's going to buy. Well, I guess great. I mean, no, he, 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 you know, he pointed out. He, he obviously pointed out that he's got Barini. He's got Graham because he's still yeah. trying to motivate them and still trying to get them. I, I'm not sure Barini. Someone like Barini is his sort of player necessarily. But I, I think you know, whilst he's here and whilst you know they need to obviously maintain his value to an, a certain extent, I think they'll. I'll try and get him. I mean, the standard position in, in that formation for me would be a third midfielder to play with Catamol and, and Vinny if you were going to go and spend money on anybody. Oh, yeah, now. oh, yeah. I mean, well, you need a centre back as well because yeah, centre three in the world. If we're going to play three in the back, Jack Rodwell's going to be yeah. the best centre half in the world, remember? <laughs> yeah, we've, playing, we've got that to come yet. If we're going to continue playing three in the back, they have to, I would say in January they have to buy two centre backs. One's fine for One and the centre midfielder for me. I don't think you're going to get two good value central defenders. Maybe not. They were but good enough to come. I just think side. you've got you've got. They like Beedlin as well when he's fit, don't they? Mm. But you've got a situation there where Kabul's a bit injury prone, oh, or Shea's a bit injury prone at the moment. Well, I don't know. I think. But I you, think you're it, talking the thing about is if you get into that system and you have to you have to change it, like you're forced through injury to change it. I think if you're getting so much success out of it, 
But you've got to think what money they've got. Can they go out and well, buy maybe two good buy one and get one. Maybe they yeah. could buy one and get someone on loan or something a like that. A loan deal would be probably you know, ideal. Um, um, but, you, you know, I guess Wes Brown is after his game at Everton. But to be fair, he was he was with quite as he was out of form at the time. And, and put, uh, put Brown in between. Or, like, put Brown either with, side, with and, an O'Shea in. Yeah. It would be a different kind of fish, yeah. man. Like, probably. I don't, I don't want to be resorting to him if it can yeah. be helped, but... He, you know, it, there was a lot about that Everton performance at the back that was more than just Wes Brown being. It was, yeah. you know, the whole thing it was, a collective. was. It was a bit of a patchwork, yeah. wasn't it? it? Just people weren't. People, individuals didn't do the jobs properly, and they didn't function as. That's the defensive well unit midfield. But I'm just saying. But I'm, I'm saying. On <laughs> we can't have it. We're used no, to speaking about defeat. Is, we just go. We're just drawn back to these. <laughs> the, point, the point is that they did on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And they did it. At Palace. They did a Palace. They did a job at Palace. And they did more than that on Saturday. Well, if you're going to go with a back three, you want experienced defenders who know how to, mm. like, you know, adjust, and that's what he's got. And Pan- actually, Pantillamon, you know, is, after having a shaky start of the season, seems to have been getting a little bit of confidence back now, and he made a great save on um, on Since Saturday that from, from mistake Walters. at West Brom, really. Yeah. When we we was really starting to question him, and he, it's since then I don't think he's. Put a foot wrong, I see. Am I right in thinking he that? He did throw the ball out. Uh, oh, the, no. no, but his distribution, oh, his distribution is, is rubbish. I do wonder whether they might not look for another goalkeeper. Not probably not in January, but next summer. I just they've got one nearly ready though, haven't they? Ah, that's a good I don't, quick, I don't think they'll buy another keeper. I think Pickford's going to be. Well, yeah. or maybe he's the. I've forgotten about Pickford, but mm-hmm. maybe him having more of a prominent role or something mm. like that. I just think they'll be starting to think about it. We'll see. I mean, I think one of the. I mean, how do you introduce somebody like Pickford to the into that situation? Do you say, right? You give him some gloves and you say, do you, no. <laughs> do, you say, do you say to someone like Pant, like Minoni, you let him go. I think. Then so. you say to Pantillamon, listen, like we're bringing this lad back. You're competing, and we yeah. and like he's a serious serious option, and you're under you're under pressure, so you know prove us wrong. And if if you make a few mistakes, you're probably out. And then it's a strength of character. And you've because you've got to keep those two goalkeepers motivated, and there's people buzzing around Pickford at the moment, isn't there? Like some bigger clubs saying, you know. Well, that's essentially what they did when they brought Pantillamon in, didn't they? Because Manoni had been terrific that yeah. season. They yeah. brought Pantillamon in and said, well, you know, he, he's not here to sit on the bench. He's going to be pushing for your spot. And Manoni sort of crumbled, didn't he? Yeah. Unfortunately, so it was the, the, the year Hill was his. his... Last league game, no, it wasn't Arsenal. That? No, he got Arsenal, and then he made that's, a really bad mistake. Well, it was kind his of foot, Will Buckley's his foot, fault. His foot mm. disappeared. Though, horrible didn't that to watch, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, he's, he's back like... now, isn't he, Buckley? That's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Your mate. Yeah, um, I must say I'm not his biggest fan, mate. <laughs> I don't think he's an Allardyce player. Because well, I was surprised Liam Bridcut wasn't <laughs> sort of even considered under Allardyce. It just doesn't fit. I just think I don't think it was like Bridcut was one of those that looked good. Yeah, like he, he you know, I think he's a decent player, but he can only literally play a in one position, player. like a very mm-hmm. specific. He's almost a sweeper, and he's very like slow. So you've got to be playing that style of football for it to work, mm-hmm. I think. And it's just, it's too much. You don't build a team around a player who's all right. Mm-hmm. You, like we've been saying, you build it around a front two. It's funny you should say that because a few years ago, Gordon Strachan was. Considering building the Scotland team around Bridcut, and if you think Poyet, oh, interesting, Poyet was of a similar, you know, rated him as highly, didn't he? Mm. I mean, the, the derby on his debut was absolutely sensational, mm. wasn't he? But yeah, he's 
Brig cut, unfortunately. I think uh, it's time at Sunderland's probably. I remember. I remember when we signed um, Alfred and Die, and I remember Gary Neville having say talking about it was a Chelsea game was the first the first one under De Canio. Yeah. And he was kind of going like, and he was going and die. He was like, he's all right and everything, but surely he could just go to the championship and get a young English player who's as good as and die. Someone like Bridcut. That was the example mm-hmm. he used. I remember. Well, you'd probably say it in different ways. They're probably about the same level of player. Mm. And neither of them are playing. But they offer, they offer, they offer, they offer something. They offer different things. Yeah, though, but at a they? relatively lowish level, I would say. Has Has Liam Bridcut ever rescued a child? <laughs> because Alfred and Die has. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for in a player. Well, Bridcut, you know, seems he seems like he seems a nice like he'd lad. like to rescue a child. <laughs> seems like he would probably if this he wouldn't <laughs> say if somebody would like. You know what Arsenal could do with a like, player, speaking of Arsenal, they can have him. Yeah, if know? somebody had um, vomited <laughs> aggressively on the metro, you wouldn't like run away, you'd, you'd help. Is oh. that, is that, is that <laughs> Bridcut the kind of guy who would do that? You're not getting into the norovirus. Yeah. <laughs> Just mention uh, Craig, sort of uh, a comment in, in the background as Gareth was going on um, <laughs> about him via, because he said Arsenal could do a defensive midfielder, and of course they were going to sign him for 16 million quid a couple of years ago on via. You can see why. Um, well, What's interesting, I think, about him and how so sort of mint. effortlessly he, he makes it look. Cause, I mean, Gareth was saying at the weekend, you know, obviously sitting up in the gods and stuff, you can see where a player should make a pass because of the level you're at, where they perhaps can't always see it when they're down at that level, if you know what I mean, because it looks so easy when, you, when you've got yeah. a bird's eye view. And Villa still manages to pick passes out that you didn't even see from that position. You've got the ball and you think there's nothing on here, and then he reverse passes it to somebody or he finds a player. I don't know, do you know the situation is, Rob, with his, with his contract and option to buy? Because it's quite vague and, and, yeah, and no, quite I'm, ambiguous, that, isn't it? No, I'm not. When I'm, you have an option to buy, they're like, what does that really... Yeah, you have an option to buy, but <laughs> does everybody else have that option to buy also, as well? <laughs> the player has to want to come. Exactly, well, yeah. yeah. But I think there'll, there'll have been a fee discussed. And you know because he wasn't really wanted, was he? His you know his parent club, so you know he was keen to leave. You know maybe the fee's not not too much. Whether you know he has a good season and like you say, people are going to take note. I'm not sure. But what I like about him, not only is he a you know he's, a, he's clearly an excellent footballer. He's been to every under twenty one game. You know been to watch. He's yeah, actually bought into the club a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know he's he's the the. Assumption when he came in was that oh he's a bit of a troublemaker yeah. and then he gets sent off playing for the reserves in his <laughs> yeah. first game and you're like oh for goodness sake <laughs> but actually you know he's he's come along very well and I, I just I just think that's you know that's a sign of a good attitude that if he's oh, that's, a, that's the the narrative thing is quite interesting I mean he didn't really help himself with the sending off but that's that's a rare if you look at his career in general on the football pitch that's mm. a rarity I mean he's had problems off it with the issue with the France squad I can't remember what he did but he got himself like banned <laughs> for, no, the French squads are riddled yeah. with problems I, know, I, know, so I wouldn't like, like, yeah. read too much into it yeah. almost fit right in get him back in um, <laughs> and uh, yeah I mean he's only had I think he's had one yellow card at Sunderland mm. in, his, in his I think he got that at Palace he's, had, he's got one yellow card um, in, given the position, that, I think placed. that is only actually the seventeenth yellow card of his career. I just, think, it up. I just think doesn't need a title, does he? Just in no, exactly. and that, if, that shows what kind of player. And if he you is. get somebody a really creative centre midfielder with Catamol and Mvia, that could change that. That just puts us up at the next level. Possibly. Get Tyvan and back in. Oh. He was the man. Well, please no. 
you know, it's not, yeah, like, I up, it's not like I set <laughs> up the villa how good he was going to be for <laughs> yeah. us or anything yeah. like that. It's not like that's I'd, on record. I really, did, I, I, even when we signed him, I was a bit dubious. It felt a little bit like mm, he's never really done it anywhere. I know it's only a loan deal, but what, what's the highest level he's played at? He's 29 year old. Just I don't know. He's not, he's for, he's not for a, me. A handy, a handy player to have in in some ways, but because he's an he's a different option in that area. I like yeah. I like that. It's like I I don't like looking at you know when you look at people like Bridcut as an example. He's not really he's not really a different option because he can only play a certain position, but he does offer something different to maybe what you've got in it. So if you wanted to change the system. But it was clear that he was never going to use someone like Bridcut. He does want to use someone like Tyvenin. Yeah, true. But now that was in the more in the the five across the middle. Now he's got two up front. You could still you could I have mean, him as the as the peak of a of a triangular think, midfield. I think I don't something. think I, I think his job in that four five one was to get up alongside Basically the forward and offer over. that second forward mm. at times. Now we've got two up front. I don't think he really there's a place from unless he put, unless he put him up front, which. He might. He well, could if, if Fletcher wasn't available, Fletcher wasn't available, and he wanted somebody to, you know, and he's, he's. I think you know, Tyvenin's tidy enough on the ball. I don't think he's like a technical masterclass, but he's he's comfortable on it. He's, he looks looks neat enough. Um, so if you wanted to do something like that, but again, I mean Fletcher, you know what a what a bonus he's been. In, in his return to form in the last few months, I mean, is Barini going to get his time? Well, it's, I it's, still I think mean, it will because of his attitude and the way he looks yeah. after himself. I think he's, he's not going. He's chance, not going to yeah. sulk. Yeah, and when he gets his chance, you'll be. I wouldn't be surprised to see him take. Or no. do we just write Barini? No, off? no, no, I like. I, like, I really like. I think if I the really strikers like are scoring, it it genuinely has a good knock-on effect with the other ones because it just raises everyone, doesn't it? And and it goes back to the point we said about what more earlier. It, it's those established players who had. You know, mm. seemingly a place in the side, and that they weren't perhaps being pushed as far as they should be, and had a, hit a bit of a comfort zone. Suddenly now it's like it just jeez him on. You see, you know, I know obviously Watmore scored the goal that settled the game, but you see like Fletcher's reaction to him, and he's yeah. absolutely thrilled to pieces with it. And you know, I think it just it just lifts everyone. I think that's why it, not everyone's good enough. Not all the young players are good enough, as in. You can't just chuck the kids no. in. I know that always gets shouted out, and you say, "Oh, where's the next what more? Let's yeah, chuck yeah. him in." But if you can get someone in, and obviously Robbie Stockdale has probably played quite a big part in that, but I think credit goes to Allardyce because his past would suggest he, you know, with young players, he hasn't brought too many through. But if you can get someone in and through the system, not only does it lift everyone in the academy because they now see the progression mm. and they see a pathway, but it then drives everyone else on because he just in, injects just exuberance and you know he's a really popular figure around there they all you know really love him and I just think it's uh, he's been the sort of story of the last few weeks really the, um, like Allardyce has made some noises about getting more of the younger lads involved with the first team training which is interesting because you've heard a lot of the uh, like a lot of people from West Ham and that saying you know you never you never really bothered with the youth and all this kind of thing um, Depends who's there, I guess. Doesn't it? Maybe there's not yeah. any youth players That's worth. If you don't get a good crop, well, he played. So. He got well. He got a lot of criticism for playing that team full of kids in the. They got beaten off Forest five one, oh, I think, yeah. in the FA Cup mm. when he was at West Ham. Mm. He, I think he literally played a team of, of, of like the under twenty ones. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's great if he's if he's talking about and you know I know some of the senior players have spoken before about how when they get when some of the younger lads get involved in the first team training. 
it it really lifts the energy levels yeah. of the, of the of the session, mm. um, which is good. I mean, I'm very I'm I'm on the more cautious side with the playing the the youngsters, but I think we've all been seeing for a while someone like Watmore is definitely somebody who should have been introduced soon, especially at the end of last season when we needed a spark, we needed something different, we needed some pace. Well, it worries he wasn't, me. he wasn't even getting on the bench at the end of last season. I don't think. I don't really. I get the impression. I don't really think Advocat fancied him at all. I he didn't. That's no. what I was just going to say. It worries. Well, it doesn't worry you anymore because obviously he's not here. <laughs> but it it worried me that he didn't rate him and 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 seemingly you know he brought him on against Norwich as almost a political gesture really and saying well I haven't got many options on the bench. You need to give me some more money. So he brought him on, and lo and behold, obviously he then scores and <laughs> sort of re-energizes the crowd. But he didn't bring him on to necessarily, I don't think, for the, for his no. n- the good of his career. Yeah, you know, and, and Advocat just didn't seem to, seem interested in him. And whether you know, because uh, you watch players in the under twenty ones, and they can be ripping it up in the under twenty ones, but the under twenty ones is false football quite a lot of the time. It's you yeah. know, it's it's not played at how the first teams played. You know, the the fullbacks push on, the centre backs split. You know, it's always played short from a goal kick. It's, it's yeah. played at a certain pace, about seventy mm. percent. The tackles aren't really flying in. It's 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 a bit of a. It's rubbish, isn't that, Rob? Let's well, it's, it's not rubbish. I mean, I, I certainly think them playing in the European yeah. competition this year has brought it on a bit. I think that's definitely helped. I think that's that's a good thing because mm. I've been to, you know, I've seen some under twenty one games at Newcastle where they're just playing sort of Derby Counties under twenty ones, and it's just a bit. Mm. They're going through the motions, and I'm not sure people can. You know, if, if advocates watching, you know, what more perform well in the under twenty ones, whether he's necessarily impressed. But you can then, you know, take the chance, put him into a first team game, see what he looks like, and that's what they've done, and they've been uh, rewarded. Well, for he's it. impressed. I mean, he had a bad, well, not a bad game, but it was a difficult game for him against Southampton for, for obvious reasons. It because the way the game, the pattern of the game went. They were just a good, they were good. Side. Um, you, but if you look at all the if you look at all the others, you know, like he's generally been impressive in all in all his performances in the first team. Um Exeter he was pretty good, but that was against Exeter. I mean Gooch had a good game, didn't he, when he when he came on against Yeah he did absolutely. But it, it's it's what you're looking for in a player is like, you know, how do they handle the ball? You know, what's their attitude in, in the game and you know what what's how confident are they on the ball, stuff like that and like Gooch and Watmore. <laughs> They wanted the ball all the time. The, the, you know, the movement was good. You know, stuff like that. And that's what you're looking for, I think, in in certain players. And I think he's one. He's one that you know he might be next. If you Gooch. It's just a position, isn't it? When we have the Barini yeah. and and, and well, Lens and all these players. If you're playing a front yeah, two, he's going to go on loan. Six players trying to play in that front yeah. two now. Yeah, I think Gooch would yeah. probably go on loan. Yeah. Um, shall we? Because um, we've we'll got back on a lot more, but it's. Understandably, it's been a bit like the Watmore Appreciation Podcast, <laughs> but we we've got on him twice. Should we? That Arsenal fan, Watmore, isn't he? He's an Arsenal fan. Is he? Yeah. His dad's a big Arsenal fan. Right? Well, should we do our so frost? Our frost Nixon bit then. <laughs> so yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, we because we've been bigging it up, saying we had a very special guest, and it, it's in Rob. the studio it's right now. It's Rob. <laughs> um, no, we had a very special guest courtesy of uh, Craig. Because I'm a um, communist. Yeah, he's to me a dad. communist. Um, <laughs> That might give you a clue as to who was sport to. But we shouldn't, it's an Arsenal preview. It's but an really. Arsenal preview, but we'll play it now, eh? Go on then. I'm Craig. Uh, I'm Hi, part Craig. of a, a Sunderland football podcast called Wise Men Say, and I understand you're a big Arsenal fan. We're playing you, not this weekend, but the weekend after, 
and I just wondered if you had any thoughts on the game and whether you think we can get anything from the match. I think um, Big Sam is going to do what all good managers do and build from the back and he'll learn from the great Arsenal Invincibles which had the Dixon Bold, Winterburn and Adams back, the back four and I think it's going to be a highly defensive game from Sunderland and I think uh, they'll be spending the whole afternoon chasing Sanchez and Giroud (laughs) and it will probably end up in a dill-dill draw but personally I would love Arsenal because I'm an Arsenal supporter but I like the way Sunderland are fighting back against all their problems so a point in each would be a nice result. I think we take that as well You take that as well, would you? Absolutely without a doubt, brilliant, thank Thank, you Thank you very much so, Jeremy Corbyn, or Jezza, as Craig now calls him. Jez, um, Jez. We'll, we'll, Jez. I know that, you know, we shouldn't have any political allegiances or anything. It's no, a, you know, it's a podcast don't go and all that. that. So, <laughs> we, we will endeavour to get uh, Cameron on if and when we play West Talk Ham about or Villa. Talk about Aston Villa. Yeah, It is that week. Any team in Clarence? Yeah, it could be Burnley. <laughs> yeah. Scunthorpe's yeah. in with a yeah. shout. South Shields. Shields. Shields, They're doing well. There's a hog roast at Shields now, isn't there? Did they? Accommodate the the fans, is that right? Oh, uh, political jokes. It wasn't a political joke. It was just it was a different kind of joke. Uh, that joke could be made about any person who had done that. Yes, that's true. Very much. That's yeah. not a political joke. We're certainly yeah. not going to go there. Where, <laughs> what that is, right? Um, <laughs> I don't think he'll come on now if you if you're listening, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it nice was to just talk, a joke. Nice to talk about a win, two wins in a row. Because I wasn't here last week to talk about uh, the other win after Crystal Palace, which I thought was typical. But back to back wins, we never doubted it, man, did we? We'll go to Arsenal and get something now. There's a good I'd chance. There's, yeah. uh, honestly, there's, mm. I know the fixtures in December, a couple of weeks ago, you looked at them, and, and they're still daunting, obviously, but Arsenal haven't won in the Premier League this month. Sanchez injured. Sanchez yeah. is injured. Koscielny, I think, is a doubt. They've then got Olympiacos straight afterwards, which is huge for them, isn't it? And Who's your other Progressive. Well. well yeah, and then you've got Watford at home. There's a chance to go on a bit of a run. I know yeah, Watford, again, very, very good, but it'll work out. If we're well. just getting this positive in the studio now... Imagine what into the like later in the week's gonna be with Michael Proctor who's positive when we're getting stuffed every week. So God, that be should be interesting. Come and join come us. In them with one of those, you know, when you see people on the FA Cup where they've made a trophy. They've made like a Premier League trophy out of a Kellogg's box or something like that. They come in all backed in silver and kissing it. Get in. <laughs> never doubted it, I'm sure he never doubted it. So join us then and thanks for listening. Over and out. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.